Hi there, my name is John Falola. I bring you uh, good tidings today. Title for today's episode is Abstinence and Outer Course. We're talking about these two terms, and I sought to define them in the context of. Um, my research from according to Planned Parenthood but G abstinence is when you don't have sex how to cause is it is other sexual activities beside the general sex sexual abstinence and how to cause can mean different things to different people how does abstinence work? People are abstinent for lots of r- different reasons. Sometimes people use abstinence as birth control to prevent pregnancy. Abstinence can mean different things depending on who you ask. Many people say abstinence is not doing any kind of sexual stuff with any person, including vaginal, oral, and anal sex. That's what we are calling abstinence here. Abstinence prevents pregnancy by keeping semen away from the vagina, so the sperm cells in semen can get the egg and cause pregnancy. If you are not abstinent, 100% of the time, pregnancy can't happen. People sometimes only use abstinence to prevent pregnancy on days they are fertile, most likely to get pregnant, but they may have vaginal sex at other times this is called fertility awareness anybody can be abstinent no matter your age gender sexuality or sexual experiences that you've had before people are abstinent off and on for reasons that may change over time and on on this basis a few are abstinent their whole lives you can choose to be abstinent whenever you want if you had even even if you've had sex before for some people abstinence means not having any kind of sex for other people abstinence means not having vaginal sex for other people for other people sexual activities are allowed so when it comes to preventing pregnancy all the sexy stuff besides vaginal sex but other sexual activities are allowed now how does after course work many couples want to be sexual without having vaginal sex or risk of pregnancy so anything around kissing massage massaging um, cuddling you know talking about fantasies all these things are creative ways to get sexual pleasures from after course now i had to define or make you understand why we are talking about abstinence and outer course now and i treated this topic because of the series of questions before me truth be told abstinence is not doing something 
could be that you decide not to drink alcohol could be that you decide not to go to the movies or not to do anything you know it's the act of not doing anything that you decide that you're not going to do and how to cause within the context of sex now is simply all those activities around sex like four plays like cuddling like hugs you know like um the cases you know for some faith-based people all of this is not allowed and for some faith-based people <laughs> i see them do it i know they do it and if i'm to speak about myself in today's age of relationship if you are going to be relating with a woman there's hardly going to be a relationship without contact <laughs> okay let me say that again it's hardly going to be a relationship without contact and i would like to explain it from a spiritual perspective because people like spiritualized sex uh, even your relationship with god is not complete without a contact that means touching the things that affect your life right the same thing applies to your relationship with a lady or a guy there's always going to be contact and the contacts are in different forms contacts can be mental contact can be um, spiritual contact can be physical contact now this is a very very precarious subject and trust me I'm not <laughs> the judge here I'm not here to judge anyone I'm just here to explain or answer the questions before me one of the questions says some people believe in text driving before marriage first and first I like to define terms to understand where we're coming from the word marriage can be broken down into two syllables marry and age it tells me from the word that it's a term to describe the age of the act of marrying someone that means it's a term to define to ascertain the commitment of marrying someone else it's an event based on scriptural evidence you know um from matthew 1 18 to 19 mary was engaged to be married to joseph before they came to the marriage bed joseph discovered she was pregnant and this tells me or us that some activities were happening you know now we cannot take away the reality of cuddling of foreplays from sex itself but i want us to understand that there are two different things i'll tell you why sex itself you know boils down to the penetration of sex organs
four plays, the kisses, the hugs, those are things that show commitment. Those are things that help people harmonize or believe that they are on the same journey together. For some people, you know, these hugs are mental credit for how committed you are in a relationship. Some people, conversations are mental credit for how committed you are in a relationship. For some people, calling that physical presence or that proximity, their mental credit for commitment in a relationship. So, it's a, it's a different ball game from sex itself. Yes, the reason why a lot of people, you know, bastardize the idea is simply because they feel those contexts can easily lead to the real deal sex. But truth is this, there cannot be any relationship without contact. I'll take that again so that we don't keep deceiving ourselves. There can never be any relationship without contact. I said maybe you're in a distant relationship. So let me move to the next question. Um, Someone said, um, someone believe in legality of outer cause while dating. You know, I mentioned earlier that foreplay, scuttling, caressing are mostly common within the category of outer cause. And to be honest with you, to be candid with you, this is a very, very tough one for me. I believe fornication is a contest of having multiple partners. Fornication is a context of having multiple partners. That's not that's in the, in the context. That means that even the Bible makes provision for relationship with that is not within the context of marriage, because adultery is a is a contest of having multiple partners within the context of marriage. Fornication is a contest of having multiple partners within a committed relationship. That tells you and how I that. The Bible gives allowance for a committed relationship that ought to lead to the context of marriage. For a committed relationship, some may not lead to marriage. But within the context of committed relationship, these things will happen. These contacts will happen. Let's not just see ourselves. Your views are different from my views, but I've come to understand that we need to make sassing the real things and being real about these things. It tells you and I that you must also be aware that the highest form of test happens within the end within the context of your relationship. Probably that courtship error. So what you guys decide matters. I've seen people who had sex within the context of courtship or probably between the context of a just a formal relationship, boyfriend and girlfriend relationship. But they took it upon themselves to take it to the next level despite the fact that she got pregnant or you know he led to pregnancy. And they are committed to seeing themselves through marriage. 
let's not get into the twisted there's nothing there's nothing bad about that what is morally fit is that the person saw it were true and some people maybe within the context of a formal relationship saw a party got pregnant but one party wasn't ready for such and the mother decided that i'm gonna keep this life i'm not gonna abort this life which is one of the things i respect a lot <laughs> because that tells you that irrespective of the mistake the person is now morally responsible for their actions irrespective of the mistake the axe is a mistake but the baby is not a mistake <laughs> get the concepts baby is a gift so i need you to understand that within the context of a committed relationship the act of fornication doesn't apply the same way within the acts of a committed marriage the act of adultery doesn't apply Now, another person asks, is sexual education the same? Oh, really? For me, basically, I believe the goal of sexual education is for you to have a proper understanding of sex. And sexual understanding creates a protection from false sex realities the society has projected. From pornography to, you know, the reality of sex being used as, as a tool of abuse. Some of those guys are paid to do all those stunts, trained and drugged sometimes. Sex education is synonymous to Genesis 1, when God told Adam and Eve not to eat the forbidden fruit, but can eat all other fruits of life. To be candid, I don't think eating the forbidden fruit changed who they are, where, but it is the act of disobedience on what makes their relationship work. That means that in every relationship what makes a relationship a relationship is a set of defined frame of relations probably of how things are done of values of choices what is allowed and what is not allowed that's what keeps a relationship Knowing when not to press too much, knowing when something is not appropriate. So simply, I think for me, basically, sex education is quite important for even each body to each person to understand how to make love appropriately or make the other sex understand how much they love the person in the place of intercourse or in the place of sex you know you can love someone genuinely and if you don't learn how to make love to them it may feel unloved i'll take that again you can love someone genuinely and if you don't learn how to make love to them they may feel unloved so it's quite important that yes you're a faith being <laughs> but trust me everybody wants to be loved within the context of their you know relationships within the context of the quality of that committed relationship that they've decided to go into. 
you know, and the ultimate goal of a committed relationship is to be together for a long time to be into my proper you know marital relationship and the reason why you're having the preamble is for you to understand yourselves to be able to justify if you guys can last or enjoy a long-term relationship within the context of marriage another person asked is abstinence is calm okay it is a matter of your covenant which work with God you know it's I believe your choices is not a function of a conference call how you choose to frame your life is your personal choice you know one of the famous quotes around you always see is man know thyself and I think in the scriptures it says as a man thinketh in his heart so is he that means that if you discover yourself if you discover how your thought process works if you understand your thoughts you understand your life if you understand your life you can understand how to give yourself to your world so for me basically it's a personal choice if you feel not having multiple partners or probably having a series of sexual intercourse is not healthy for you trust me you made your own decision and which is why life is about your own view be true to your own intentions and your own originality is the societal condition for rampant sex is calm you see sex has always been a weapon of commerce and power god gave you the capacity to make decisions for yourself sex is a seal of covenant relationships just remember that your body is a temple of what you believe whatever you think you believe your body is a temple of it another person asks that absolutely made me successful to impotency gay or lesbianism lesbianism insults you see the greatest temptation you would face when you choose to abstain from sex is identity crisis and name calling by people who can understand your faith or choices abstinence is a choice so you decide what it is for you and don't forget that your faith work is a personal work between you and god another person asks abstinence is a spiritual spiritual experience for religious satisfaction or earlier than thou tendencies to be candid abstinence is simply a choice and nothing more some people are they get into abstinence by purpose by their own choice some people it happened to them i'll give you a scenario joseph in the bible in the book of genesis from uh, book of genesis i think is it from 38 through 40 now because of his turbulent or challenging youthful experiences he never had the privilege to keep or to maintain sexual partners you get that so what happened to him was eventually that he ended up having a sexual partner at the point of fulfillment of purpose which is not applicable to every human being you can find love 
from secondary school, you can find love from university days, you can find love right now. You can find love that is more truer than what you ever thought possible in this moment, in this second. You know. Another thing I would like to add is this. You know, around here, people are always L shaming people or probably L threatening people. You know, trying to use L fire as a credence for people to convert or probably change their ways. Whereas when Jesus came to the earth, all he said was repent. And repent means change your thinking. If you change your thinking, you can experience God's reality on earth or God's goodness on earth in virtually every area of life. Trust me, God's mercy can make anybody make heaven. I mean, it's God that decides who actually makes heaven. His word says, I will, de- I will have mercy on who I will choose to have mercy on. I'll give you a perfect scenario. As some people saw Moses as the only few person who saw the eyes of God, or who came close to seeing God eye to eye, you know, his action didn't allow God to let him see the promised land. But that, that, isn't, that didn't disqualify him from heaven. And that didn't, didn't come as a surprise to God. So we are dealing with a God that judges us as he pleases. He said, I would have mercy upon whom I would choose to have mercy on. So the most powerful context of grace is mercy. The most potent context of grace is mercy. The thief at the cross believed God through Jesus that he can partake of eternal life. And he became an heavenly citizen simply by that act of proclaiming or professing what he believed. He didn't even act righteous. He was being killed for, you know, for committing a wrong. But at the point of death, he believed that if he professed the kindness of Jesus, or the reality of the lordship of Jesus, it was going to be a particular of heaven or eternal life. So, I just want you to know that it's the only God that is the gatekeeper of your qualification for heaven. Jesus is your only intercessor who is seated by, by his right hand, who is pleading for mercy over every living being because God does not want the death of anybody that is yet to know him. So I want you to approach your life from a love perspective. Get to love God, love people, you know, love yourself. And most importantly understand that God wants a relationship with you. God wants to have a love life with you. Aside from you having a love life with someone else. Even your love life with someone else it makes a lot of sense when you have a tripod kind of relationship with God at the center. You know, you having that metrics allows you to know the place of honor, the place of mutual respect, the place of, you know, that irrespective of what is done, you understand that if you are done the same thing to God, God will forgive you. What is quite important is not, it's just abuse is not allowed within the context of marriage. You get that? If you abuse 
God's grace within a relationship, it will spit you out. The same way, if you abuse anyone in a relationship or marriage, that person is equally right to withdraw themselves from that relationship or marriage. So, you know, it's not everything that is clearly written in the scriptures, but if you know the nature of God, if you have the spirit of God, because there's a spirit in man that gives you understanding, you would understand better that the scriptures are written in your heart, not just in the book. There are things that are not documented in the Bible that the Holy Spirit can impress on you as the realities of this day. So I pray that we come in more and more fellowship of God. No matter how crazy your life is or the realities of your life today, just know that God, God is craving for a relationship with you. Call upon Him while He's near. You know, irrespective of what it is you are going through, He sure wants a solid relationship with you. Even in your darkest times, even in your best days, God is near. So you have access to Him. Don't let anybody monopolize the idea that God is not available to you. You have access to God just by saying a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Come and take your place as the Alpha and Omega of my life. Thank you for answered prayers. So be it. So, I look forward to bringing you more of God's um, word in subsequent episode. I'm just an, I'm just a kingdom ambassador, bringing more light for proper understanding of God's kind of manifestation on earth through our lives. So I really hope you know God. I flex and enjoy life in real time. So, ciao.